So this morning, we just we started out the morning just praying like we normally do as, a, as when the group gets here in the morning, and God just um, body people were being healed, set free, and, and God's just working. And we want to create something in this church that when the Spirit of God is working, when the Spirit of God is in us, that, that healing can be released. God wants to heal sickness. It says in his word that, that it says Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. He redeemed us from sickness, death. He rede- and it says by his stripes we were healed. So we want to create that. If we create that in our hearts, that, you know what, we create this, this, um, this uh, foundation of God wants to heal us. If we can plant that in our hearts and cement that into our hearts, we can live a lifestyle of that. We can live a lifestyle of, of God setting us free in our own bodies, but not only in our own bodies, but to be able to release it to other people. And so we want to create a culture of that. And how do we do that? We create a foundation in our hearts and in our minds that God is the healer, that he does heal today, and that he wants to heal us today. You know, a lot of, of times in, um, in church life, we, we think, well, if, if God heals me, great. If he doesn't, then well, he chose not to. But in 1 Corinthians, we're talking about, we're, we got a little bit shorter message today because we have uh, child dedication in a couple minutes here. But um, 1 Corinthians talks about uh, the gifts of the Spirit, and, and the gift of healing is one of them. And we're going to, I'm going to create a, uh, I'm going to kind of pave the way to get into that. It's gonna, we're going to continue into it next week too. But First Corinthians, it talks about the nine manifestations of, of the Holy Spirit, and one of them is the gift of healing. Now, God wants to heal everybody all the time. That is His will. That is, it's not just His will, it's who He is, it's what He was created, it's in His DNA that God wants us to be well. So there's nine manifestations, and one of them is the gift of healing. So we're going to lay a foundation of healing so next week we can really get into that gift. But first thing I want to say is healing is available today. I want you guys to, to think about that. Healing is available today. Many Christians, we, we know Jesus as Savior, we know Him as Lord, but we've never experienced Him as healer. And that's what He wants us to do. Is He wants us to experience Him in every aspect of who He is. And one of, the, one of the characteristics of God is healer. Jesus said to um, people he was ministering to, he says, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. When you've seen my expression, what I do, you've seen what the Father has done. So when Jesus was walking through the countryside and he's laying hands on the sick and they're, they're recovering and he's casting out demons, and he, that, that is an expression of the Father's heart towards people. So, as Christians, a lot of times we experience Jesus as Lord. He, we get saved, we're born again, but God wants us to experience him as a healer. And he wants us to experience that in, in our life and be able to extend that into other people's lives. And what happens is, is in, in a lot of Christians' lives, it's not that they don't believe in healing, it's that they're unaware it's available to them. So ignorance sometimes is what we can fall back on because sometimes we've never experienced that. We've never been told that God wants to heal us. It's not that they don't believe in it. It's not that they don't uh, agree with it. They just don't know that that's who God is. A lot of us have been taught that, you know, Jesus healed and you saw a little bit of the the apostles heal and then there's nothing else after that. But what Jesus did is he he didn't want us just to read the scripture and say, oh, okay, man, that was awesome that what happened back you know, 2,000 years ago, he wants us to continue to live that out. Acts was an, is, an, is an unfinished book. We are living in, in what a lot of people call an Acts 29 um, uh, life. We have to live past the last book of Acts and work our way through it because God, 
release that into the world when, he, when Jesus commissioned his disciples. He said, you know what? Go and make disciples of men and teach them who I am. Teach them what I've done. And they continued that. And, and you look at the disciples when they were walking out. There's, there's times where the Apostle Paul and, and, and these different disciples are, healing, ha, are having healings manifest in their life and around them greater than what you hear about Jesus doing. Because he said, greater things will you do. So you're watching the, the disciples and the apostles walk by people and their shadow is literally, it, it, their shadow falls on someone who is sick and they're getting well. I mean, how, how amazing is that? So in Acts 19, um, he say, if you read it, I'll read it for you guys real quick here. Acts 19. Verses 1 and 2. And it happened while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and, be, and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples and said to them, Did you not receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there even was a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what have you been baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling other people to believe in the one who was, would come after him, that is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit. How amazing is that? So he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit? And they're like, never even heard of the dude. Never even heard about him. And so a lot of times it's the same way in our, in our lifestyle as, as Christians. Either we've never been educated in God, that God wants to heal, or we've just never experienced it. A lot of times we've, in our, in our lives, we've, you know, as you get older, you've had more experiences and you've been to different places and, and you've, you've seen more things. But in our lives as Christians, I think a lot of times in the church, we've believed lies about healing. We've believed certain things that healing only exists in certain aspects and in certain ways and in certain instances that it can, it can form. There's a lot of lies that we've believed. Um, there's a lot of uh, sacred cows that need to be killed because we've set them up as an idol and we, we haven't even realized that they're, they're not even the truth. We believe a lot of lies as Christians that we don't even realize because we've never researched it and never dove deeper into what God wants us to believe. And one of those lies is healing is no longer available to us. You hear a lot of people say, well, it died with the last apostles. Well, you know, I know that's a lie right now because my wife had her back out and this morning she was healed. So I know God is not a liar. God's promises are always true. So you could say, well, my wife's back was out, and well, you know, the disc here and the disc here. She was, I mean, she was standing for this way and then standing this way, can't sit, couldn't lay down without pain. Yesterday, she basically laid in bed for most of the day with her feet up trying to take some of the pain off of it. And you know what? I know for a fact because she's in tears yesterday because of the pain. She's not able to move. And we lay hands on her today and she's able to do toe touches and she's able to move around. She's over here jumping around during worship because God does set people free. He wants us to be free. So to believe that it died with the last apostles, John's on the Isle of Patmos and he's sitting there and he's exiled there and he's writing Revelation and God's like, well, you know, God's just planning. Oh, when you die, everything else ends. No, that is not true. God does not end what he starts like that. God would not release something into the world like that and say, you know what, well, it's only good for my 12, 12 disciples and as soon as they're gone, 
everything shuts down. How good would that be of a God who says he loves us, takes care of us, he clothes the flowers of the field, how more is he going to take care of us? So if he says, well, I love you, you're my children, he calls us the sons and daughters of God, and he released that to them 2,000 years ago, would he not still release that to us today? One of the other um, lies that people believe is God gives me sickness to teach us lessons. That is absolutely false. God does not put sickness, does not release sickness into our life to teach us a lesson. Can we learn from God and uh, learn about God during that sickness? Yes, but he does not release sickness upon us. The word sozo is awesome because it, it's, a, it's so widespread of what sozo can mean. Sozo has so many different definitions, but some of them are to make well, to restore health to, and deliver from. How awesome is that? That could be anything. But so, the word sozo means to make well, to restore to health, and to deliver from. That sounds like healing to me. That can be physical healing. That can be emotional healing. That can be, that can be mental healing. But sozo is saying that God wants to deliver. He wants to restore. He wants to set you free. One of the other lies we believe is this, and we do this, boy, well, God, if it's your will, if God, if it's your will to heal me, because we've, we haven't been educated on what the word of God says in healing. It says he shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say you lay hands on the sick and if it's his will, they shall recover. It says when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. It may be 10 seconds. It may be five hours. It may be five days. It may be five years. We don't know the, how God works it. But what we do is we release that healing into someone's body. Sometimes it's Three minutes later, God is, they're running around here and they're doing jumper, jumping jacks and somersaults. But God says, I want to release healing into you. And so when we pray, we pray for someone to be healed. We don't pray, God, if it's your will. We know God's will is for us. Because it says in Isaiah 53, that says, surely he bore our sickness and took our pain, pain and infirmities and by his stripes, we were healed. says we were healed. Not says we are going to be healed. It says we were. It's a past tense. That means we are already. We just have to receive what God is, is sending to us. The gifts that God gives to us are not always something that we can just instantly grab hold of. We have to seek them out. It says he hides things for us to, to find them. Sometimes we have to, to grow in our understanding of what, who God is and our understanding of, of the healing that he wants to release in order for us to receive that healing. Sometimes it's instantaneous because I just need to do this in your body so I can get you on the right path. But it is his will. So when we pray, don't pray, God, well, you know, if it's your will to heal us. When we pray that, when we think that, we invalidate the power of the word of God in our life. We can, we can take the word of God full of powerful truth. The rhema, uh, the rhema word of God, the spoken word of God can be so powerful. But when we say, you know, Lord, just we thank you for healing in, in, in Jesus' name. If it's your will, we've instantly wiped that clean. What also can, can really work against us is our fear. Fear of it not happening. We're sometimes we're so afraid, well, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to look bad. If I pray for somebody to get healed and it doesn't happen, I'm going to look bad. I'm going to make God look bad. No, God's not afraid of looking bad. He's not, he doesn't need PR. He doesn't need a, a relations firm to, to make him look good. God looks good every day. You know what? Sometimes it doesn't happen right when we expect it to, but God doesn't need us to stand up for him and say, you know what? No, I'm going to defend God. God doesn't need your defending. God is like a caged lion. All we have to do is release the door and let him go. 
We got to quit looking, being so worried about looking foolish to, to pray with somebody. Oh, this is almost 10 years ago. I'm in the middle of a mall and God says, go pray for this man. He's got an oxygen thing. He's got um, a, a pump on him and he's literally got his oxygen tank in a cart from Target on the opposite end of the mall and he's pushing it. And God said, go pray for him. And I didn't listen. And he said, go pray for him. And I didn't listen. Finally, the third time I'm like, okay. You know, it's that nervousness. It's that, it's that, it's that fear to go up to someone and say, hey, um, you don't know me, but God knows you and he wants me to talk to you. And, and so... I'm literally running through the mall because I couldn't find him. I walked by him twice. And then the third time, I couldn't find him. I'm literally like, I'm not running, but you know that, you know those, uh, those people that walk through the mall and they do their speed walking through the mall in, in the mornings and the evenings? I'm literally doing this. I'm just like, you know, where'd the guy go? I'm looking in the stores. People think I'm probably on drugs, just, you know, pacing up and down. And I'm literally walking through. I finally find him and he, he's walking out of the store. We're, okay, so we're up there and it's like February. Sarah's trying on shoes, God help me. And, and she's in Yonkers trying on shoes and I'm walking away because I know if I stay there, I'm going to get angry because I'm looking at all the shoes. She's like, I want to try those and I want to try those and I want to try those. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's putting on shoes. I'm going to walk away because this is not going to be good. And so I'm like, okay, there's a boat show going on. So there's like 25 boats and where do I find this guy but dead center in the middle of the mall where the boat show is going on. So this is a four corner mall. It's, a, it's an X shaped mall. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, please, not right here. And he's like, yep, right here. And the guy stops. And I said, you don't know me, but God spoke to me. He's like, I said, can I pray with you? He's like, I would love that. And you know what? I had to take that risk and look foolish. I had to take that chance to be able to touch, to ha- put my hands on this gentleman, hold his hand and put a, my hand on his arm and pray for him and look like a complete idiot in front of a lot of people, but God is looking for people who are willing to look like a complete idiot so they can release the healing power that Jesus has into someone's life. God wants you to look stupid sometimes because looking stupid can release his power into someone else's life. And what does it do? It brings someone closer to him. It brings someone into relationship with him because they want to know who Jesus is. He wants us to take risk in healing. He wants us to get rejected by people. Hey, can I pray with you? Absolutely not. Stay away from me. Okay, I was just to be an obedient to the Lord because he asked me to do something. You ever been, ever had a time where you're like, man, I know God wants me to do this and you go up to somebody and they're like, stay away from me. You're weird. I don't want to have anything to do with you. But God wants you to be obedient and take that risk to look stupid to somebody and look weird to somebody. Because God wants us to be different Mark 6, 5 through 6 says, Now Jesus could do no mighty work there. This was in his home area. Except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them and marveled because of their unbelief. And then he went about the villages in a circuit healing. So Jesus literally goes into this town and he cannot heal. I mean, there's a few people, but their unbelief is so great. Their their rejection of, of who he is is so great that he can't do works. So he finds a few sick and then he goes, what does it say? He, he moves on. He cannot believe, their, he, he's, he's amazed by their unbelief and he moves to the other cities and starts healing. God wants to release healing through us because this is a gift of love of a father releasing it to a child. We have to think of it this way. Every person on the face of this earth is a child of God. Some have just rejected their father 
and have not chose. But God says, you know, this is a gift of love to someone who's rejected me, and I want to I bring them closer to me. I want to, the Father's heart is because he loves them so much. He says, I want to heal you. I want to heal them, and I want to take them and bring them closer to me. I want to bring them so close to me that they know who I am. And sometimes somebody who is sick and doesn't know the Lord, he wants to release healing into their life. We can't think that healing is just for Christians. Healing is for the entire world. It's for everybody that was born from Adam and Eve to the day the Lord comes back. And he wants to release that to everybody, whether they're born again or not, because he wants them to know that he is good and that he loves them. Faith is expressed by love, and how do we receive healing? We receive it through faith. We receive from God through faith. It says it's impossible to please God without faith. And Jesus said if you have this much faith, just a tiny, tiny seed of faith, you can move mountains. We need to love people and offer them the power of Jesus and the fullness he offers. He offers a complete restoration of their life. People think, well, when I'm born again, I, you know, God saves me and I got a new life. And when I go to heaven, everything's just going to be fine then. God wants to give us heaven on earth right now. He wants to release heaven into your life so you can have a fullness of life. I don't want, I, I don't, I want to have full life here. I want to have a, a good life here. I want heaven to be released in my life here, not just hoping for that day when Jesus comes back, it'll be good. God wants us to re- have fullness of life in, in our life now so we can release that into other people's lives. So those who are poor, who are hurting, who are lost, we have fullness of life to be able to help release it into other people's lives. Healing has not been figured out. We don't know. There's, a, there's not a certain pattern. There's not a certain prayer you say. You don't say three Jesuses and in the name of. There's no pattern to healing. It is all released through faith. And there's no pattern to faith either. It's just our faith attaching to God and him saying, that's the point right there. And he goes, boom, and he he releases it. It says, faith cometh by hearing. We grow our faith because what happens is we renew our minds in healing and then we're able to release healing in a greater way. But we want to grow in our understanding of healing and we want to grow in the expression of it in our lives and in our church. God wants to heal. He wants it to be released through us. He wants it to re- be released through us corporately, through us in our individual lives. And that's what he wants. And he wants it to be something that is given freely. But healing sometimes doesn't come instantaneously. Sometimes we think, well, lay hands on the sick and, and it talks about healing. We, get, we, we mix a couple of scriptures together and we think, well, it didn't come instantly. But God says he shall recover. Recover, what does that mean? That doesn't mean instantly. It means that your, your body is growing stronger, that, that sickness is leaving, that your, your muscles are growing stronger, that your, whatever is going on is growing stronger. It says it's a gradual process. And sometimes they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover means the recovery is instantaneously. And sometimes it means it takes a little bit of time. But we need to stand together. We need to partner in faith for healing. So when that healing doesn't come instantaneously, you're coming around each other and saying, you know what? God says he's going to heal you. You're recovering. You're seeing gradual process. And you build each other up in the faith that God wants to heal. 
Because sometimes you get your, someone will lay hands on you and pray over you and you don't see it instant, instantly. And what happens? You start to, oh, I don't know. You start, in our humanness, we start to doubt a little bit. Well, did God actually promise that? Am I actually reading it correctly? And what we're here to do with each other is to build each other up and to remind each other that God is the healer. That God is a deliverer and He wants to heal us. We are a community who is supposed to build each other up because we know God is not a liar. God doesn't promise something in His Word and then say, well, you know, I just decided to change it when my apostles all died. So, you know, we're just going to enjoy reading about it, but don't expect to see it in your life. God is not that way. He does what He says He will do. God will never fail. He doesn't lie. He doesn't, you know, just throw it out there. You guys ever seen that uh, uh, um, commercial with the um, insurance and the guy with the fishing pole and the dollar? And he's like, hey, hey, I got you almost there. You missed it. You missed it. That's not how God is. God doesn't hold healing above us and go, oh, you you know, and, and trick us and tease us with it. He says he will heal. He will heal. It may not always come how we expect and when we expect, but he will. As Christians, we desire to be like Jesus, so we want to be like him. We want to, we want to see what he did in our lives. He said we can do more than him. Greater things, he says, greater things. That means more healings, more um, advanced healings we'll see in our life. He says greater things will you do than me. We desire to be like Jesus because healing is in his nature. He is healing. He literally, and Isaiah says, he bore everything for us. He took everything, infirmities, sickness. And it says, by his stripes, by the whip that cracked his back and tore into his flesh, the pain that he suffered and and the, the torment that he suffered for us, that means he suffered those for us. Exodus 15, 26 says, If you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in this eye, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring you, excuse me, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals. So that really sounds like God brings diseases on. If you really read that, that translation, if you really break down the translations and you read, read some of the Hebrew and the Greek that it talks about, it says that he released his hand off of the Egyptians. So, a little backstory. Joseph gets sold into slavery. His brothers sell him into slavery. And he is in that kingdom. He basically is second to Pharaoh. He passes away. And then the, the children of Israel are finally enslaved. So 400 years they're enslaved. Moses comes, to release, comes with his brother and releases the children of Israel. And what, did, what happened was is the moment Pharaoh said, no, I won't release him, God lifted his hand of blessing that the children of Israel had brought to that kingdom for over 500 years and said, you know what? No, I'm going to release it. I'm going to release it over you because you, you've denied who I am. But he says to the children of Israel, I will not bring on any of the diseases that I released over the Egyptians. So that he says, I'm going to bind up. I'm going to cover. I'm going to release you from all of the curses that they've opened themselves up to because they've denied who I am. 
So what happens is it talks about, that says, and I can't remember where it is, but it says none of them were sick. The old could walk out of Egypt. None of them were feeble. None of them were sick when they walked out. And we're talking to millions of people. Right around, they say right around 2 million people is, is the best guess, give or take. you what has been released on the egyptians i'm going to cover you god wants us to set a standard in our lives for everything we want to set a standard in our lives that when we pray people are healed we want to see healing happen when we pray does it always happen no we may not always see it but we want to aim for that. We want to grow towards that. So when we do lay hands on a person, either us as a, a, a person individually or as a corporate group, we're seeing miracles. We're seeing those things changed. There's no doubt that Isaiah was talking about Jesus and healing when he's talking about the cross. It says, he doesn't have to literally say, well, Jesus says this, but Isaiah was prophesying what would happen to Jesus and that he would bear all of our pain, all of our sickness, so that we all could be healed. Jesus bore sin for us so we wouldn't have to. If Jesus healed, we want to follow his pattern. We want to follow his life. As, as Christians, we follow Jesus. We look towards him. J Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. You look at some of the miracles that Paul did. You know, Paul's long-winded and he's talking for like four hours. Probably some kid falls out of a window and then upstairs cracks his head open and dies. Paul brings him back. I will never speak that long to you guys fall out of your chair and crack your head open, but we can do that. Paul's saying we can release healing wherever we are. If Jesus wanted us to follow in his pattern, then because we are people of faith, we follow him and we say, I'm going to release what the Father released in him. Jesus said, when you see me, you've seen the Father. I'm going to release healing, you release healing. Jesus was expressing the will and the heart of the Father towards people on earth. He wants us to do the same. I want to stir this up in you. I want you guys to, to, to stir this up in yourselves over the week. Think about this. Stir this up in your spirit. The, the healing is, is for everyone. It can be released through anyone, but God wants to heal. He wants to bring that gift out in your life. There's people I know, and we'll get into this next week. There's people I know that everywhere they go, they just talk to somebody and they're getting healed. Boom, boom, boom. They're always releasing healing. But God wants us to express the heart of the Father through ourselves and through church. The church needs to express themselves in, in, the, in the act of healing and the, the, the gift and the, the releasing of that gift of healing into, our, into people's lives. Let's pray.